What's up, everybody? This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerter, and we have uh, a really special guest today. We got coming all the way in from Latvia just to come on the show. That's it. No other reason is uh, Miss <laughs> Tina Gradina. How are we doing? We're doing good. I flew here for to have like the time zone correct so that I can talk to you at the same time zone. Uh, but like all is good. On the side, I do school and practice, but otherwise this was the main reason. Yeah, like, you know? I, I figured. Yeah. So like, thank you for having me. Like, it's so cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you tons for coming on. We were like just talking about how busy your schedule is. Like you, you're practicing with Latvia in the morning practicing with usc in the afternoon and somewhere in between you fit also fit school in um, yeah it's crazy and like supposedly school should be like the most important thing but right now at this at this moment in my life it's like completely in the background and like i kind of have to like just manage and go through all of it but yeah that's that's this is like the most busy i've ever been in my life ever i think feel like and that's exactly why i took the gap year last year so that i should not i should not have to deal with school latvia and usc all together right. but everything happened the way it happened and now i'm doing this so yeah. still alive and still still moving so so far so good well at least you're not dealing at least you're not dealing with uh, practice with Latvia, practice with school, and also trying to qualify for the Olympics. You've already taken yeah. care of that. So congratulations yeah, to you. I haven't, I haven't seen you since you've done that. That's awesome. That's a huge congrats to you, Tina. Yeah, that has saved us a lot of nerves, definitely, like in this past year. I cannot imagine not having secured the ticket right now. I would have been so stressed this whole time. And uh, yeah, it definitely changes your mentality, the way you like look at things, approach approach things, what you think is more important at the moment. So we're very blessed, <laughs> definitely. It's so crazy because there's only like what? The two world champs teams and the two teams that won that tournament, right? Yeah, so locked in right now. Technically, well, I guess Brazil. Some countries already picked theirs. Yeah, so of course the teams that are very high in the world rankings, they know that they will right, get the right. spot. But completely officially, there's three tickets that are given out, and uh, we're one of them. And uh, the the people that we're among are insane. So it feel it feels like, <laughs> am I really in the right spot? Like among the Canadians, Melissa and Sarah, like, am I really also going to the same place where they are? But yeah, we are. So yeah. that, that's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely a, a rare place to be, and mm -hmm. definitely a place I wish I was right now. <laughs> I was about to say. Well, the deadline is not hasn't happened yet so yeah it's coming <laughs> yeah i i still don't know exactly how that olympic tournament like what the format was because it was like was it pool play and then yeah. double limb or what like because even like looking at the bvb bracket i still can't really make heads or tails of it yeah it was a very weird tournament definitely it first it, it took us four full days I think to play it all out and it was um every day we had to play through one pool and whoever is the last in the pool is like kicked out okay. uh, of the tournament and we somehow ended up being the last team to barely make it to the next day every day until <laughs> one day we wake up and it's the finals and we're like okay we are actually here because well you can you could lose 
maximum one game per day, I think. And we did exactly that. And, we had, <laughs> and if we had lost even one more, we, we would be out. But uh, three setters, three setters, uh, and, and yeah, another three setter. And somehow it like all ended up on the final Sunday. And, uh, and then it was like two semifinals and the winners of the, each semifinal gets, gets the ticket. Okay. Okay. So two teams made it out of that one. That's right. Yes. I forgot okay. that. Okay. Got it. Cause I was like, look at it. It's funny. I feel like that's uh. do you watch the King of the court? Yes. I feel like that's similar to the King of the court format where it's just the only the, yeah. the bottom team gets eliminated. You could have like four points, but as long as someone else has three, you're good to go. And then you exactly. put you're, yeah you're just trying not to like suck too much like that day <laughs> barely barely make it by and that's what beach volleyball is so much about it's not about how great you can play like in general at some one little point in your life it's about how you can like manage through your how, how well you can play when you don't play well and uh that's why i like really like that tournament actually like gave gave teams chance gave teams like us a chance and also it was super cool because our latvian guys they also qualified through the same tournament oh, so nice. so we were we got one ticket in each gender and it was so nice like it would have been sad to like that one of us should go home knowing that it was so close and it didn't happen but we ended up all all but all of us like going home so happy and having the best reception back at home. Like we were received like when the orchestra back home <laughs> in the airport and like, cause, cause it was insane. Like we truly didn't think that we could accomplish that at that moment. And we ended up being the first Latvian women's team ever to qualify for Olympics. Wow. So that's like a milestone in general. And, um, yeah and like looking back now it feels like that's such a big thing but at the moment i we didn't even realize it that much it was just we were kind of in the moment yeah that's really cool well congrats i didn't know that you made latvian history too yeah. good for you guys dang yeah. that is awesome congratulations mm -hmm. i also hear like that in latvia volleyball or beach volleyball specifically is a pretty popular sport where like compared to over here in the US, you know, it's pretty mainstream and like uh yeah. Love, Smedins, those guys are pretty like well-known names out there. Yes, Samoylov, Smedinj and Plavinj. Plavinj, of course. Uh, they are yep. the they're the like holy tri trio who have like made beach volleyball public uh and right. available okay. to to Latvian uh, kids. And we have we have an amazing beach. Like it's so long. The sand is like so soft and nice. It's much nicer than Hermosa Beach. Like I'm sorry, oh. but I will I will just say. Well, and, we're not uh, from And or or Federation, they have been uh, they have been organizing three star tournaments for the past three years, I think, and they mm -hmm. really want to do a four star tournament so that like also American teams would come over and I would be so happy if that happened because you could get to see my literally my home hometown wow. but um, yeah so that's why it's really popular because we have a nice beach and also because we have a lot of indoor halls with sand inside mm. so that we can play during winter because unfortunately it's warm only like four months in a year and the rest of the time it's you cannot play outside so having those indoor halls has really 
popularized uh, beach volleyball in Latvia. But yeah, in comparison to the United States, even here in Los Angeles, sometimes I get in an Uber and like they ask me what sport I play, of course, and I say beach volleyball, and they don't even they don't even know what that sport <laughs> is. And I'm like, this is the birthplace of beach volleyball. This is where it all started and you have no idea. So it's yeah, obviously very different situations. For sure. But I mean, the fact that those three have made it so big and then I mean, you're the first you're on the first female team to make the Olympics like you have quite a platform uh, in terms of growing the sport for the women uh, in your country and kind of leading that path. Yes. Uh, we had the team that uh, there was this team Yursona Minusa who played in 2010 2009 mm. so a long some time ago but um, we definitely are currently the only women's beach volleyball team in Latvia and it's from the one hand it feels nice to be the only one you kind of get the attention the recognition <laughs> and everyone likes you because there is nothing else to choose from but from the other hand of course the competition that comes from having other strong players within your country is so good for the development for us as players so that's like a double-edged sword uh, a little bit because also for sponsorships which i cannot take because i'm a uh, college right. athlete but my partner for example uh it's easy because they don't have to choose between women's teams they can just give it to us because we're <laughs> the only ones uh but uh, i hope i hope it will change and of course since beach volleyball is becoming much more popular and we are a little bit kind of starting to become role models to young girls it's mm -hmm. uh, i hope uh, they we will have a lot of teams in the future for sure. If, if you guys are, if you're glad that you're the only kind of big team in Latvia, but Anastasia is just stoked. She's the only professional. She's there. All the sponsor money. Yeah. <laughs> I get all of it. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, she's very annoyed with me for being at USC and like still <laughs> sticking to the college rules, but I'm telling her, Nastya, you can take all the money. <laughs> like, you're good. So yeah it's, uh, it's again double-edged sword well i bet i mean because she's in in town right she's in los angeles right now yeah right now um, yes she so are you guys allowed to train because i mean your usc team is so good yeah. are you guys allowed like is anastasia allowed to train against the usc team because i can't imagine there are too many better teams to train against than that uh, usc team well us yes or team this year usc is amazing Crazy. i am i am I, can, I don't have words to say like like what can you say except for amazing but yes anastasia she's in town and uh we are training we're not training with usc girls because okay. we're in hermosa and of course and we get the opportunity to train with um, ross kleinemann stockman Kalinsky, Sponsel Clays, Kerry Walsh, and Brooke Sweat. So those are like such, <laughs> such amazing, like that's the best training on the planet that you can get. Uh, also the Canadians are here. So of course we're taking the opportunity of training with them because ultimately they will be the teams that we will have to play against this summer in the most important tournaments. So she can't be too mad that you're at USC since that brings her to Los Angeles and you guys are training against 
all the best teams in the world. Oh, there's so many, so many factors coming into this situation, which <laughs> I can even barely touch upon, and like that wouldn't be enough. But yeah, there's a lot of good, good things and bad things because also living in Los Angeles is expensive. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, you get all these good things, but then it costs money. So what is what are your priorities? And like you got to balance everything out. Also for her, uh, it was so hard to get into the country with Corona. She had some. She had. To, she wasn't let in on her plane, and had to go through a long process of like um, U.S. consulates, diplomatic things, ministries, documents, and being allowed to come in here. I'm glad she made it. <laughs> Good for you yeah. guys. Yeah. That's rough. How's uh, how's the body holding up since you're doing double practices like training like a true professional and then also as a yeah. collegiate player? Yes, that's a very good question, Brian. Thank you for. You're hurting. You have you have like ice on your knees right now, don't you? Yeah, my body is. Uh, um, that's that's my priority right now. I before I start doing homework, I make sure that everything I need for my body, I have like eat. Uh, stretch and everything and um, I mean I can't really say because um, I, I don't know yet but definitely it's part of my concerns of like overtraining just simply because yeah. that's the least I want right now and it's kind of dangerous to do that to overtrain in a season where we have the Olympic Games coming up and that's why Dane Blanton he's so supportive and like it's really good that he knows exactly the situation i'm in and mm. he obviously wants me to succeed as best as i can in with latvia so he understands that i need to take it take a day off sometimes from usc and the, it's like very forthcoming and like has he has given me all his blessings in the terms of me training with uh, anastasia to make sure that it's going well Ultimately, that's the that's the priority. Like Olympics, like what else is more important than that? Pretty much nothing in terms of professional volleyball. So I have to. So even by coming coming back to USC, I feel like some people might not have made that decision and would have taken another gap semester or something like that just to train for Olympics. But um, the system for that USC offers here is just so perfect and good and the volleyball is at such a high level that i feel like for me it's it still is was a good decision to come back here is it nice too to have something to take your mind off of the olympics a little bit i know the, the olympics are obviously the the priority but having just school or a distraction to keep you so dialed on just the olympics because i know that yeah. You know, you mentioned sponsoring Clay's where Kelly, she was like, I just want to do something other than talk about the Olympics for once. Yeah, definitely. And I actually don't think about it at all because we have already qualified. So all I have to do is just Proof. wait, wait for, for the dates to come by and the tickets to be in my hands. Right. <laughs> so it's, this is so privileged. It sounds so crazy to say that, but uh yeah, I I don't think about Olympics at all at this moment. It's just focusing every day on every single practice and making sure my body feels okay. And being in school and being with, together with my like friends and classmates that I left behind my sophomore year up before taking off for the gap year, that's 
it's so nice to be back because the amount of social life even with corona like like we don't see people but there's still this sense of social things happening by being on a team it's uh it's i i love that so much and i'm so happy to be back for sure i i remember coming to usc from hawaii and i felt like i was from a different country coming over here and like yeah. i mean just being in the college atmosphere is so unique and i think it's probably more unique in the u.s versus europe yeah. uh, but how was that experience before all the corona stuff hit just going to a school like usc and experiencing like i mean everything the social life and just you know you're basically treated like a professional athlete there even though you're yes. not <laughs> Uh, it's it's crazy. I the, the the culture shock I had my freshman year was uh, insane in terms of how also all the kids that go to USC as freshmen they they are so wild. They feel like okay, I'm I'm away from parents for the first time ever in my life. Let's go out really? every single day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like drink and party and uh, all the like, you know how USC has the reputation of a party school, which I think is kind of like changing a little bit right now. But like still, still this, it for me coming from Latvia, I actually, when friends would ask me how, how it is, how it's going, I would say, imagine a movie where you, see a college party that's that's exactly how it is like and uh, <laughs> that that's wild for anybody who's from europe that's wild to imagine that those things actually exist in real life so i <laughs> i definitely am happy to have experienced <laughs> these moments in life <laughs> yeah because my wife grew up in europe and she kind of explained it like drinking wasn't that big of a deal when you're younger yeah. uh so yeah. but in the u.s it's it's like a big deal to not drink, not that everyone doesn't, but to not drink. And then when you go to college, everyone goes crazy and just like blows yeah. up and drinks all the time. And <laughs> it's, Europeans it's, are like, why, why would yeah, I chug this vodka straight from the bottle? Like, <laughs> Make it taste good. But like you guys are crazy. Yeah. And, and, and also the red cups, they're like almost uh, like a, they're the most famous thing that we know about Americans in Europe. <laughs> I, 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 I was sending pictures of me drinking from, uh, no, okay, I can't say that maybe. No, I was sending pictures <laughs> of the red cups uh, to my friends back at home because yeah. it's such a symbolic like thing you see it all the movies and you can't really buy red cups in europe so that's that's i think yeah very special i, love, I don't know why they're all red too like that's yeah. totally right 100 percent. you know you're at like a party like the frat parties at sc just like red cups everywhere, everywhere. littering the ground and <laughs> I, I i can see that image in my mind perfectly trapped. Yeah. yeah i still smell it and i'm 10 years out <laughs> oh. okay so that means it stays with you forever that's yeah, nice to exactly. know. <laughs> man sc oh my god yeah, yeah so it was US and i shock. and i agree and i know what you're talking about it was oh, so even even for you it was shocking then yeah it was for sure okay, wow the frat life i was like this parties but i'm not joining <laughs> no, i didn't, didn't i didn't do it yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of the girls on our team are in sororities, but it never, the rule is that as long as it never interferes with volleyball, you're allowed to do it. So, so far, everyone has managed that very well, and it's nice to have, yeah, so you can you can do it if you want <laughs> right yeah you can most of my team was in frats and all that it's just crazy when they have to do like the what do you call it like rush week or like the, yeah, or the pledging pledging or pledging yeah yeah crazy I, crazy things i don't know how they were showing up to practice like hung over and like they're like i got hit with a paddle last night and like <laughs> i'm like what are you guys doing <laughs> yeah. did you do that travis frat yeah. Yeah. I was in a fraternity. I didn't have to balance it with being a D one athlete. I was just on the club team, the club basketball team. So it was, it was no problem. Just straight solo red cups all the time. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> but uh, Tina, how can you explain to me, like how does someone from Latvia get recruited to the U S like, what was that process like? Um, Cause obviously growing up in the U S I know what it's like for Americans to get recruited, you go to camps or tournaments, coach sees you, you stay in touch and you end up going to college there. But I'm really interested in how the international pipeline to the U.S. works. Yeah. The key, the key tournaments where you have to play in are the international underage championships. Okay. So either the European or world championships, which are under 18, 19, 20, 21 and Europe world, Europe world champs. And um, so you, if you play in those and you play very, you usually have to play very well to, to even like try to be recruited in the United States. And then what I have told girls who ask me how, how they should like approach that, I tell them you just have to like send those videos to coaches and like tell your results and that's how you get in. But for me, it was a little bit different. I was in the world championships under 17 so i was 16 years old and um for the united states one of the assistant coaches that they had was on a call year okay and (laughs) and uh and the and the players they were with were catherine Plummer, um morgan martin i forgot freeman yeah i think and um Haley Holgren and Joy, okay, uh, Joy Dennis, which and we have pictures of me standing on the podium with them, and it's so crazy to think that we had no idea even that we would be such close friends and on the same team. Yeah, but basically, my dad, uh, since he's uh, he he has lived in the United States for thirty years, he and he's very social, so he kind of already had in mind that he wants me to go to the United States for college. Okay. So he approached Anna and said, "Hey, like we would be interested when the time comes," and then basically that was it and just one day i got a skype call from anna from united states i was so confused like i had no idea nothing and she said like hey so the apparently the time for when she was allowed to call had happened or something and uh and yeah we started talking and that's how it happened okay yeah anna was hilarious when i talked to her about that story because she called the ncaa and so it, you're allowed to call it at like midnight in the U S at a certain time. But she was like, well, it's past that in Latvia. 
So what yeah. if I call her past midnight in the U.S. in Latvian time? And the NCAA was like, no, Anna, you got to wait <laughs> till the U.S. Yeah. time. So you were definitely high up on her list. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was lucky, I guess. Yeah. Is it is is going to college to play in the U.S. something that is big in Europe or internationally? Mm, so in most of the European countries, going to college in the United States means that you aren't good enough to play for your national team straight away okay. in your country. So that's like a plan B almost. Mm. Uh, but for Latvia, uh, I wouldn't say that's the case because our professional like system isn't as developed yet for indoor at least for beach volleyball now i would say it's like very good okay uh but uh, but that has come in the recent years so i for me it was a very hard decision i had some sleepless nights definitely i couldn't couldn't figure out what i wanted to do because there's a little bit of a stigma coming to come here because there have been five or six um volleyball players before me who have been with indoor volleyball and all of them have gotten injured and all of them don't play volleyball anymore because of their collegiate uh, careers and uh, that's why the word spread out in latvia that like if you go to united states that's basically it you're not gonna you're not gonna keep going afterwards because either you will not want to because you will be just so burnt and so over volleyball or you'll just not be able to so that was scary for me to choose that. And I coming in as a freshman, I remember having the thought in my head that I in my head that I want to prove everyone wrong in Latvia and I want to be an example of how I will not disappear, how I will still play for Latvia, still be as patriotic as ever, but just because I study in the United States, it will not change anything else. And um, the injuries that do come. And I would say that United, uh, the collegiate um, physical training that we have here in the United States, it is pretty rough. It's very weight orientated and very um, kind of brutal a little bit compared <laughs> to how I would do my physicals and uh, physical stuff in Latvia. Um, so that is kind of true, but uh, I think it's all about how you manage yeah. The, like how you know your own body and um, I feel like I definitely have proved the skeptics wrong in the yeah. sense that like you can play in college and, and continue representing your country yeah I, I had the same experience when I went to SC um, I was getting injured from lifting yeah. too much from Olympic lifting and all that kind of stuff and Eventually, I, I actually told the weight coach that I wasn't going to do any more bar, barbell lifting, basically Olympic lifting. And if, they, if the team was doing Olympic lifting, I'll do it with dumbbells. Um, yeah. I tweaked the whole system. And so it worked for me. That's so good. That's so like admi- admirable that you were able to say that to your coach. Yeah, I felt, I felt like an outcast out. a little bit because everyone's trying to push weight yeah. and like, you know, tracking their numbers and trying to get it to go up. But I was sitting there with back problems after every single time. Um, yeah. So you've got to change something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's the it's, football, it's, it's the football uh, mentality. You know, a lot of the weight trainers in college come from, they've trained the football players or the basketball team. These guys need, I mean, they're built yeah. for weight. They're built to hit each other and they have a lot of muscle, but we're skinny. Us volleyball players are skinny. So <laughs> 
we kind of break with all that unless you're Travis. <laughs> <laughs> and and like when you look at it, it actually has almost no cor correlation at all about how heavy you can lift and how well you play volleyball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your vertical might increase for like two or three inches, which might not even make that much of a difference. But the actual skills and the, the mental part of volleyball is so much more important right. that that like yeah the weights aren't aren't that important but uh, i still like right now this year i'm really loving our strength and conditioning coach jill and like the way she works with us mm. so i'm satisfied with that right now nice. <laughs> I, I think times are changing as well you know like people are realizing there's a lot of trainers out there that are going to more you know bands and body weight and isolated workouts and like like you look at Tom Brady's not doing the same stuff that the linemen are doing. I guarantee you that yeah. he's doing stuff that's good for his body. There's a reason he can still play. Uh, I'm with John Hyden's trainer. So exactly. I'm doing that kind of work. Uh, wow. I think it's just, that's it's just so a new cool. Thing. Yeah. It's uh, going yeah, to, and you feel like, okay, you Good, Tina. Yeah, sorry. you you feel like you can push, sorry, you feel like you can push yourself right now because everything nothing hurts right now, but it all accumulates and like in ten years you will maybe look back and be like, why did I like make my body that go through all this? So in the long term, I feel like definitely less weights. Well, for beach volleyball players, definitely a good thing. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome going to a volleyball specific trainer with Christian at use at. Um, usav because he's doing we just moved into like a new block because i'm playing doha in like three weeks and yes. he's like it's not about how much you lift but how how quickly you're able to to lift the weight so we dropped everything by like 70 percent, and it's like it's made a world of difference in just like the last week so like all right this feels way better <laughs> yeah good for you i feel like yeah, we all should like talk, talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, re really, you're not trying to train. Uh, there's science behind why weight works, obviously. But first of all, you can isolate muscles. You're trying to, to, in, to work the muscle, not like the tendons and the joints and all that kind of stuff, yes. really. So if you can isolate mm -hmm. it and get that one muscle to work just as hard, as it would with, you know, hundreds of pounds on your back. Instead, you just isolate that one muscle, you're working at the same amount. So I think a good trainer, I don't think anyone could get my vert much higher than it is right now. But yeah. I mean, my, I'm jumping as well as I ever have in my life and I don't lift much weight. That Probably sounds very, above, yeah, yeah, 60 pounds or something. <laughs> that sounds very logical, actually, reasonable, yeah. Yeah, try watching you block today. I looked at Kyle. I was like, I can't make that move that big. <laughs> when we were doing the blocking drills. <laughs> well, like the steps? Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to make a move like half that size, I think. <laughs> yeah, I keep wanting Trevor. I keep like trying to open up his a little bit. I'm like, why doesn't, why doesn't he step in my footprints? <laughs> take bigger steps. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's it? Try here. Just want to take a quick commercial break to let you know about a new game called CrossNet. CrossNet is the world's first four-square volleyball game. So instead of there being two sides of the net, there's four sides to the net, and it X's in the middle. 
Uh, it's a really fun game, and I joined the CrossNet team late last year, and I've been having a lot of fun with it with my buddies out in Hawaii and also here in California. Uh, I've been playing with other pros as well, like Casey Patterson and the Crab Brothers, uh, but it's not just for pros. It's actually great for all skill levels. In fact, CrossNet is being played in over 10,000 schools to help teach the game of volleyball. So it really is for anybody, and I highly recommend it. CrossNet is now available in Walmart, Dick's, Shields, Academy Sports, and pretty much every other major retailer, so you shouldn't have a problem getting it. Or you can just head to CrossNetGame.com to pick up a net and make sure to use code SANDCAST for $25 off your order. All right, back to the action. You guys know the drill. Wilson Volleyball is our number one sponsor. We love them to death, and we would love it if you guys loaded up on some preseason Wilson Volleyballs because guess what? It's February, and we're thinking that there's going to be a season this year. So with that said, beaches are opening back up. It's time to get some more Wilson Volleyballs at 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, so you can get the best beach volleyballs in the game. I think I saw the German Beach Volleyball League using Wilson Volleyballs, so they're infiltrating Europe. All right, the whole world is starting to realize that no one makes a better ball than Wilson. So get a 20% discount using Sandcast-20 and load up on some new Wilson volleyballs today. And now, back to the show. Tina, so if uh, I'm wondering how big was it when Plavins and Smedens won bronze in 2012? Because was that like, was that the first time that Latvia had really done something big in beach volleyball? Yes. So... Okay, so quick Olympic history of yeah. uh, Latvian beach volleyball. First uh, ever appearance was uh, Samoilov's Plavins in, uh, in Beijing 2008. And they were the only team to beat Dalhauser and um, Todd Rogers, Rogers. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they were the only, and they were young. They were 21 years old, and they were the only ones to beat them. And uh, Dalhoser later on got the gold medal. So that was like a pretty uh, proud moment for our nation. And then in uh, London 2012, uh, Plavinc with Smedinc got the bronze medal, which was huge because we only ever get about one or two or three medals in during in olympics in general so every single one of those are is celebrated as as the best thing ever and uh, i remember look watching the, the the game for the bronze medal and just like i even get goosebumps right now thinking remembering that moment and after they got the medal, that's when the boom started. That's when all the indoor halls started being built. That's when I think I started practicing even. So it definitely was a big wave of like popularity. And also they were so liked by the, by the Latvian people in general, they were also like young and like, Mm -hmm. just so, so, so like, yeah, everyone could like, everyone liked them so much. And, um, and uh, yes, and then after the Olympics, after London, Smedin got together with Samoilos, and they also did super good. They were number one in the world for two years in a row, I think, and just stacked so many medals together. So we got almost used to them winning all these world tours, tournaments all the time. And like when they wouldn't, 
if people would like write in comments like why such a bad start <laughs> why only fifth place and yeah. and uh, and and they really like raised the standards really high for for the men's uh, side and um and then after i would say around 2017 that's when me and anastasia started kind of playing and going on the world tour so it was such a fan like such a moment to be together in the same tournaments with them which who have been playing since 2008 with dollhouser have gone bronze medals and we are sitting at the same table with them and i remember looking at how through the tv how they got the third place in london so it's uh, it's crazy to think how to think how how it all has turned around and uh they're they're legends they have they have marked their footsteps in latvian sports history for sure and i'm so lucky to to have their experience and advice at any time when i want because mm -hmm. we are we're pretty close on the tour we like eat dinner and like hang out a lot together is it i also think they're those guys are some of the more social players on tour like i i feel like i'm good friends with them just being on tour with them and you know they're chatting with everybody i could you know dm them at any time they're just very charismatic people in general and very friendly all of them yeah that's nice that you think so <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i hate when they're winning all the time but other than that they're fun to hang out with after <laughs> yeah they have their humor their like rough humor going on they always like make fun of each other so the 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 goal is to not to get offended so whoever is the first one to get offended <laughs> that's the person who loses so uh, me and anastasia we usually don't we don't even talk we just listen because it's so much <laughs> so much to listen to they love to talk and they love to have someone who's listening to them so we we have a mutually <laughs> beneficial relationship on the tour yeah love it you know who loves Plavins is Jake Gibb. Jake thinks Plavins is the funniest really? person he's ever met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you were about to say Sam Pedlo because they're really good friends. Are they? Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Jake thinks he's Jake and Rich Lamborn both think that Plavins is is hysterical. And watching him and uh and talks on the court, you'd think that they hate each other. The way that they, the way that they like communicate. <laughs> But I guess they get along pretty well. No comments. No comments here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's that's national secrets that I'm not going to. <laughs> Smart. Is it pretty cool for you to be in um, a situation where like, you guys are kind of in a role similar to what? Giannis and Martins were in in 2012 where you, you and Nastia are in you're the first women's team to be in the Olympics where someone you know little girls in their 12 13 could be watching you guys on TV in 2021 and saying that's the reason I want to start practicing beach volleyball yeah I that's that, that's crazy to think because I was in that situation um and uh I, it's, that's one of the things I really like about playing beach volleyball because it's like a performance. You are there to entertain and you're there to show your best, but you are also there to like inspire and um, to, to make people want to be like you and like be able to have the same skills as you. So to, to inspire is definitely one of the 
things that make me love this sport because this is one of the ways how I can do that I'm not as talented in the other ways to inspire people <laughs> so um yeah and how was it uh getting to be home kind of you after you qualified you had a full year pretty much at home this past year it was a little different after you qualified being in Latvia yes so I took the year off because I thought that I will need the whole fall, the whole spring, and the whole summer to qualify. But we ended up qualifying already in September. <laughs> so it was it was only four weeks into school. And I was kind of disappointed because <laughs> I, I, ha I had all this year off. I could be studying right now and I could be finishing my school a year earlier, <laughs> which would be right. a big deal. And I ended up having no school no volleyball which is oh yeah crazy and uh i ended up enjoying the year very much i visited my friends in different countries to which i had couldn't be go earlier and um just be with my family and uh and and it was different in the in many ways but also like it was i really love this year because all the small things are very nice and made me happy there weren't any big things happening but the small things were were something that made me really enjoy this gap year yeah and now everything came back all at once you got volleyballs back and you got volleyball in college yeah. volleyball as a professional schools all the way back <laughs> yeah, that calendar much. filled up quick <laughs> Yeah, please save me. No, no, I'm joking. I this is these are the kind of problems you want to have. You want to like nobody would say no if they like everybody would want to switch into my situation even though it is hard. Like there it feels like there aren't enough hours in the day and uh and and uh, like all the books that I have here that I have to like read for school just looking at me at every moment but um it yeah, stresses I, I it stresses me out just thinking yeah. about homework and hey, school, I, you thank know. you for the sympathy <laughs> oh man I barely made it through <laughs> yeah thankfully I'm a pretty good student I have uh, I have like a pretty good memory in the sense that I remember what I read so that helps me so much otherwise I would be in the much really big trouble <laughs> that was me <laughs> I, can't read very, I couldn't read very well at that point <laughs> what are you studying at school Tina I am studying a very serious thing <laughs> I'm, stu I'm studying political science okay um it's something that i i'm just interested in it's kind of in my family my dad is a studied political science is into politics so i kind of grew up around it and um i did want to get I, I i think i eventually want to be a teacher at some point in my life but i was sad to hear that it's a six-year program here in the united states in latvia for example i could study for four years and go teach in a school and since i kind of knew that i don't will not be able to be here for six years i stuck with the politics and uh and I, i'm happy i like it it's it's like very informative on on in general how world works and especially this year taking the politics <laughs> classes were so interesting because the insights from the professors that we could get about all the elections the like 
pre-election things after election it's it's been uh, very interesting well i bet it was quite the interesting major to have this year <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the classes were full everyone was attending all the time yeah so what's what's your schedule look like this year? I mean, obviously we don't know much with the FIVB. Um, they've only put out a couple events. Um, but so you're you have USC starting your first match is what the twenty fifth. Yeah, exactly. Against Pepperdine. Okay. Home home courts. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm actually not really sure about the USC schedule. Pretty much after February twenty fifth, I think we'll have a match every single week. Um, I think something like that, but uh, with the FIVBs, we made a decision with uh, with Anastasia that uh, we will not go to Doha because for me it would cause a lot of uh, it would take a lot of energy to do that with the quarantine stuff that USC requires. Uh, I would end up having a 20-day trip to go to Doha and be able to start training again. And ultimately, I feel like for us, we are on a different boat a little bit, having qualified. So the the benefits at the end of it all, I feel like are better if I stay here and train every day instead of for the four days of tournament that I could get, I would miss so much more afterwards. So our first FIVB will probably be much later this year. Okay. Well, that's, that's a cool situation you're in where you get to, to pick and choose which FIVBs you get to go to. That's, that's quite the luxury, especially for your first Olympics. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I know. Right. It's crazy. Um, and Dane kind of, he, he had, he of course has told us a lot about his experience uh, with the Olympics mm. and he said how in Sydney he would, they would barely qualify and always be on the edge. And he said how being on that edge all the time, being alert all the time was the kind of one of the factors that he thinks played into them being so ready for for the finals and getting the gold medal and and then i'm the opposite where i've been chilling basically the past year <laughs> and uh, we'll go into olympics with more like of a relaxed background uh mm -hmm. while he was so intense and so like had to work so hard for to get there so yeah. i think yeah we'll see how it goes and um and uh, yeah, I think I think there is no right or wrong or good or bad. It, everything like whatever comes at you, you just take it and and be happy for the good things that come out of it. Yeah, for sure. That's a super unique perspective to to gain from Dane, actually. And and then just to acknowledge that you're in a different situation. It's, you know, n neither is yeah. better or worse, but just to understand that that it can be different when you're coming from different uh, paths to the Olympics. Uh, so yeah. you could plan accordingly, I guess, right. Where you're trying to like ramp things up and get your, get your level of play where it needs to be. Whereas he's like, just trying to qualify, like in a final, like in a finals mindset at all times, yeah. which could be draining. I'm sure. 
Yeah, definitely mentally. And I feel like if you have really good coaches who know you very well and mm. are, know that they will be able to put you at your best at that exact moment in time, I think then it's better to be in our situation because right. that's the peak and we know we'll be there. Yeah. But with going into every tournament as if it's live or die, that's a different mentality. And 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 it's physically draining very yeah. much and you have to be like at your best all the time yeah and i don't think dane would have chosen that path if, if, if he, he had, had the choice, choice. <laughs> i don't think anyone would have. Uh, <laughs> but that's cool to to just hear that story i feel like i'm in dane's shoes to be honest yeah well <laughs> for years yeah, fortunately that's like most of the players most of the day boy yeah. and like i honestly don't even know like like that's so inspiring <laughs> that like that's so crazy how you've had to be have ha needed to be on this standstill for this year not knowing everything anything so that's crazy yeah i hope it all works out for you <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah just different i think Every, everyone's got their own different paths and you know yeah. there's gonna be so many different factors that come into like how you're feeling and how you've trained and and everything going into it it's like you can't really try to plan for it you just take it as it comes and uh, yeah and ultimately this is a historic moment in general so we'll we'll remember it for sure for the rest of our lives and um and yeah <laughs> that's 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 all for sure <laughs> yep I well, Tina, I know um I know those books are staring at you and uh we don't want to we want to be mindful of your time um so yeah, I want to take uh, you have a, a super busy schedule, um, but it was great getting to catch up and chat with you here. Welcome back to the U.S. It's good to have you back and yeah. training in Hermosa and at SC. And next time when you walk by where we train, like wave, I'll wave back. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> okay. Where uh, where are you guys training? South side of Hermosa Pier. Okay. Pump's got his unless, little unless we're training with somebody else. So right. Pompilio, he's like he's starting to leave the nets up at 8th Street. People are getting a little bit more bold leaving their nets up. It's nice to see like a lot more staying up in Hermosa. Because yeah. for, for a while, Tina, like it was bare. Like there were no nets anywhere in Hermosa. So I I heard that some courts were had mounds on them to <laughs> yeah. make people not fly. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You just yeah. have to play sand dune volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next time, yeah, next time I stop well. by, I'll uh, I'll make sure to say hey. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, <laughs> definitely. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I mean this is so cool. We get to talk about volleyball for an hour and just just that's so nice in general so thank you guys <laughs> thank you i'll uh, i'll send you everything when it goes up perfect okay. all right have a good, have a good evening I'll, right. I'll actually go and start studying now so <laughs> yeah i hope your evening is better than mine but <laughs> i'm on <laughs> right on